Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In a movie, we are so used to seeing a helpless woman taken by some giant, ugly creature until... She is eventually rescued by a knight in shining armor who then takes her to his castle and they live happily ever after. This is the real world, not a fantasy movie. And more often than not, the women of today's world have to live with what that giant, ugly monster did to them for the rest of their lives. For decades, this rotten man in our lesson today abused women in countless disgusting ways until one day, tired of the abuse, the women rescued themselves and locked the monster away behind iron bars. They all became their own hero, together ridding the world of the creature and stopping him from harming anyone ever again. Let's find out all about the creature, Harvey Weinstein, and learn how his kingdom came crashing down from all his happy endings. Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the most rotten one of all? Hi, hello, and howdy, my darlings. It is I, your not-so-evil queen, Joshua Waters, and a welcome to my lair here on Rotten to the Core, the history podcast about rotten people from our history and sometimes today, where we attempt to learn a lesson or two from them and their rotten lives. Oh my lanta, this month has been dragging on something fierce. I don't know if it's because of the cold weather or that it gets dark by 5.30pm, but I am ready for some spring flowers and heat. I have been busy meddling in the mystic arts, but don't worry, I always find time for our lessons. We have learned about many a monster here on Rot to the Core, and today, we're going to add another. He was once one of the most powerful and influential film producers in all the land, who is now paying for his vile actions. We have all seen the movies he helped make and have seen his victims on the silver screen making him a fortune. All the while, they were traumatized from what he did to them. Let's start at the beginning and see what lessons and possible reasoning we can find. While his grandparents were Jewish-Polish immigrants who moved to Flushing, Queens, and his dad was a diamond cutter of all things. 
They lived in a housing co-op called Ellichester, and Harvey and his brother Bob both graduated from John Brown High School and attended the university at Buffalo for a little while, but he ultimately left to pursue his own business interest. That's when Harvey and his brother Bob and a fellow named Corky Berger began self-producing rock concerts under the name Harvey and Corky Productions during the majority of the 1970s. It was pretty dang successful, and they brought in entertainers like Frank Sinatra and the Rolling Stones. Even from the beginning of his career, an old friend of his, Jonathan Dandies, said that he was aggressive and consumed in business matters. That ain't necessarily a bad trait to have, only when you let that power get to your head and do the kind of stuff he did later on. Although it was the 70s and 80s, he could have been doing it back then, but sadly, it wasn't seen as attacking woman back in those backward times. It was the era of patting waitresses and secretaries on the bottom and groping them in the copy room, knowing full well that they couldn't do anything about it or they'd just be fired. Thank goodness the times are changing, and Harvey is now proof of that. Once they started gaining a name in the entertainment world, Harvey and his brother Bob started a little film distribution company. Maybe you've heard of it, Miramax, and it was named after their parents, Miriam and Max. Some of the movies I actually watched that he helped make are Shakespeare in Love, Chocolat, Cold Mountain, and The Brothers Grimm, all made in part due to Harvey. Miramax continued to grow its library of films and directors until 1993. After the success of The Crying Game, Disney offered the Weinsteins $80 million for ownership of Miramax. The brothers agreed to the deal, which in turn cemented their Hollywood clout and also ensured that they would remain at the head of their company. The following year, Miramax released its first blockbuster, Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Miramax won its first Academy Award for Best Picture in 1997 with the victory of The English Patient. Pulp Fiction was nominated in 1995, but lost to Forrest Gump. The two brothers were on the high rise of show business, and business was good, at least for them. They were now some of the most powerful and influential men in the country. And boy, did they know it. In September of 2005, both brothers left Miramax and formed their own production company, the Weinstein Company, TWC, with several other media executives, directors Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Did you all know that Quentin Tarantino was actually on an episode of The Golden Girls? It's the one where Sophia marries Max, and they accidentally invite a whole bunch of Elvis impersonators to the wedding. He's one of the Elvises. If you're a super fan like me, you can spot him. (laughs) The more you know. That was long before the off-putting toe-sucking scene that Selma Hayek had to do in From Dust Till Dawn. Ooh. Bless her heart, that look, ugh. 
He got a big mouth and she got a little tiny foot. Ooh. Harvey was also responsible for a lot of celebrities' careers. An analysis of Academy Award acceptance speeches from 1966 to 2016 found that Harvey had been thanked or praised in 34 speeches, as many times as the Christians got. So you can imagine the ego on him. I wouldn't put it past him to think of himself as godlike. He apparently thought so, though, because of what he did to all these women in believing he could get away with it. You know, my chihuahua, Anastasia Beaverhausen, was the same way. I let her get away with one thing without any consequences, and then she's all entitled and demanding. Not that there are consequences. She's too cute. Harvey actually reminds me a lot of a dog. Only, they understand what no means. If only he could have licked himself. Maybe he would have kept his grimy hands to himself. The curtain was finally drawn on Harvey Weinstein on October 8, 2017, when he was fired from his own company, TWC, after a list of sexual abuse charges was released to the press. One after another, his victims began speaking out against him, although a few had been doing it for years but had been ignored or paid off. It would have been incredibly frightening to take him on in his prime. He had an arsenal of the best lawyers and a team of shady people to make problems go away. And that included threats of violence, or actual violence. In November of 2017, Ronan Farrow reported in The New Yorker that Harvey Weinstein hired British-Israeli private intelligence firm Black Cube in order to stop the publications of abuse allegations against him. They used false identities and private investigators from Black Cube reportedly tracked down and met journalists and actresses, in particular Rose McGowan, who accused Harvey Weinstein of the R-word. Harvey reportedly had Black Cube, Kroll, and other agencies target or collect information on dozens of individuals and compile psychological profiles that sometimes focused on their personal or sexual histories. That's the reason I'm so open with my own. That's my go-to if someone ever tried to blackmail me. I just, go ahead, honey, I'll just tell them first. <laughs> At least I'll make it funny. I think Rose took the brunt of the backlash for speaking out. I commend her on her bravery, strength, and perseverance. I loved her on Jawbreaker and, of course, Paige Matthews, half-white lighter, half-witch on Charmed. But I hate what she had to go through just to work. Harvey then reportedly sought help from Ronan Farrow's father, Woody Allen, which had no idea that was his dad. I knew his mom, Mia Farrow, but I didn't know Woody Allen was his daddy. He wanted Woody Allen to help stop Ronan from reporting the claims of sexual abuse against him. But Woody declined. Don't get me started on Woody Allen. I know it isn't technically wrong to raise and marry your adoptive daughter once she's of age, but my heavens, ugh, that's the definition of grooming. And wouldn't she his legal daughter? 
According to Rose McGowan, Jennifer Newsom, who is the California governor's wife, helped Harvey's lawyer in an attempt to bribe Rose and keep her silent about her allegations against Harvey. Threats and money ain't gonna help you now. Hey, Harvey. But Mother McGowan was not backing down. He also attacked an actress who was related to one of my favorite bands, Ashley Judd, in a hotel room when she was younger. She claims that she escaped, but she had to make a deal with Harvey that he could touch her if she won an award. In October of 2017, the New York Times and the New Yorker reported that more than a dozen women accused Harvey of sexually assaulting, harassing, or R-wording them. A lot of other women in the film industry came forward as well, and Harvey denied any non-consensual sex. As a result of the allegations, though, Harvey was dismissed from his own production company, suspended from the British Academy of Film and Television Arts, and expelled from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences. He also resigned from the Directors Guild of America, and he was denounced by leading figures in politics that he helped support, like the Clintons and Obama. Not that they had anything to do with his rotten deeds, but he helped fund them and the liberal agenda. Harvey was active on issues such as gun control, poverty, AIDS, juvenile diabetes, and multiple sclerosis research. Until 2017, he served on the board of the Robin Hood Foundation, a New York City-based nonprofit that targets poverty and co-chaired one of its annual benefits. See, just like with Jimmy Seville and Mother Teresa, there's a lesson there. If someone helps out with a bunch of charities... Maybe look into them and seeing what they're doing elsewhere. That pattern is concerning. All the while, Harvey was living life as if he were in a perpetual locker room. I remember the first time I hung out with a group of straight male family members in their natural habitat, a breakfast diner. It was all older white men, and I was just stunned. Just stunned at the vile things that came from their mouths. It made me uncomfortable just being present, and I felt so bad for that waitress who was getting patted on the bottom, probably for a less than a dollar tip, bless her heart. I never did get invited back for breakfast after I told Grandma everything that they did. Not today, Pat Paul. Not today. The Los Angeles Police Department opened a criminal investigation for the alleged R-word, and New York and London police began investigating other sexual assault allegations. Serial killers, strange disappearances, unexplained mysteries, terrible disasters. I'm Nate Hale, and in my show, The Conspirators, I'm here to tell you all the stories from history your teacher never told you about. Hear the real story behind the Bermuda Triangle, or about the history of people drinking blood to stay young, or about the serial killer operating in Nazi-occupied Paris, or what dark secret lurked within the walls of a Scottish castle. 
In my show, The Conspirators, I take you on a journey through some of the darkest corners of history, where you'll hear about the folklore, myths, and misconceptions behind some of the darkest events that ever happened. Listen to The Conspirators on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. At first, Harvey's wife tried to remain by his side. They thought that the problem would just go away and everything would go back to normal once he went to rehab for sex addiction. But once even more women came forward, his wife up and left his butt. Good for her. And he wasn't fooling anybody with that sex addiction ploy. While yes, some people do have it, he wasn't addicted to it. A lot of people think it was the power and control he had during the attacks that excited him. To know that he was the most powerful man in the room and could make all of the beautiful women do what he wanted. He probably even thought he was helping them out. I mean, you do for me and I'll do for you. You get a job. He preyed on their dreams and ambitions to relieve himself. Disgusting. If you go and listen to some of the recordings a few of his victims managed to get during their attacks, it's an equal mix of vile and pathetic. He would beg these women to, please, please, just touch it. As I said, he was a dog who never learned what no means. The sexual abuse allegations against Harvey Weinstein created a wave of national reckoning against sexual harassment and assault in the United States and was called the Weinstein Effect. Grouped together by other sexual harassments caused earlier in the year, the Weinstein reports and eventual Me Too hashtag campaign, which encouraged individuals to share the suppressed stories of sexual misconduct, and soon the wave stretched across the world, changing the world in the right direction, at least until women's reproductive rights went under threat. The New York County District Attorney's Office charged Harvey with the R-word, criminal sex act, sex abuse, and sexual misconduct. He was arrested the same day after turning himself in to the New York City Police Department but was later released after a $1 million bail was posted on his behalf. He surrendered his passport and was required to wear an ankle monitor, and his travel was restricted to either New York or Connecticut. But still, shouldn't he have been under house arrest? That's still two whole states he can go to. It's not really a punishment. His lawyer even said that he would plead not guilty. Harvey was charged in Los Angeles, too, in 2013. And in 2022, he was formally charged by the Metropolitan Police with two counts of indecent assault against a woman in London between July 31st and August 31st of 1996. It took the jury five days of deliberating, and they convicted Harvey on February of 2020 of two of five criminal charges— one count of criminal assault in the first degree and one count of R-word in the third degree. The jury did find him not guilty of predatory sexual assault, which could have given him a life sentence. 
He was then sent to jail at Rikers Island in New York City, pending his sentence hearing on March 11th, when he was sentenced to 23 years in prison in New York. He was then transferred to Wynn Correctional Facility in Erie County, New York, and he stated through his attorneys that he would appeal the verdict. He was also then stripped of his honorary commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire in 2020. But wait, there's more. There was also a trial in Los Angeles, and it happened in October of 2022, where he was charged with 11 counts from between 2004 and 2013. And in February of 2023, Harvey was sentenced to 16 years in prison for those convictions. And his sentence in California must be served separately from his time served in New York. So if he makes it out of the prison in New York, then he wins a free 16-year vacation in a California prison to spend the rest of his days. I'm assuming, I mean, he is 71 now, and he looks like he maybe partied a little too hard in his past. Rough. Goodness gracious. That was a lesson that sounded like it was something from a movie. If only it were fantasy. Aside from the Me Too movement and changes for protection of women in the workplace, but even with all the protection, ladies, hear my cry. I've been around, over, under, and through many, many men in my lifetimes. In this one, I'm in a six foot three man's body, but I still carry mace and most oftentimes a knife in my pocket or my sock. But I also have anxiety, so maybe don't listen to me. Just be careful out there. And I hope that all women today feel safer to speak up when they're attacked, whenever they are ready to. This lesson has really helped me to humanize Harvey Weinstein. For years, he was seen as an off-brand god or a horrible, monstrous creature. Learning about his entire life showed me that he was neither of those things. Just a man like anyone else who let his ego convince him that he was unstoppable. I really like what Ashley Judd said about her experience now. She said that healing is our birthright. And even Harvey could be helped, which I think is a very enlightening thing to say after what he did. Take his negative frequency and transmute it into a higher vibration. And with that, it brings us to the end of our lesson. I wanted to start adding a little something extra to the end of our lessons. It's something that I do when I need to shake the negativity of some of the rotten people we cover. Don't worry, it's just a little cleansing. I promise it won't hurt. Just take a deep breath and ground yourself. Cleanse my mind, my body, and my spirit so that I may live in harmony with myself and those around me. Clear any negative thoughts within my heart and my mind. May I move forward with clarity and alignment with my higher self so that I can move through my journey with ease 
and flow and magnetize my greatest desires. May I always remember that I am in constant connection and co-creation with Source. See, that wasn't so bad. And I don't know about you, but I feel lighter already. Even more when I get out of this corset. My ribs. I appreciate and thank each and every one of you for supporting and listening to Rotten to the Core. Join me next week, and until then, be happy, find peace, and don't hurt anyone. If you enjoy Rotten to the Core, please follow me on Instagram or support the podcast on Patreon. Both of those are at It's Rotten to the Core. I also have a TikTok now, at Rotten in History. Or you can listen to me on my other podcast, Mystery Inc., that I do with my older brother, Shane. And we have a Facebook group called Shane and Josh's Rabbit Hole, where we interact and have a plethora of extra fun, foul, mysterious, rotten, golden girls, and historical things all a-brewing. Join me next time, and have a great week ahead, everyone. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.